0: This is the Flavor of Leadership podcast. I am your host, Clint Hoops. Together, we explore the unique blend of leadership wisdom that helps top leaders consistently achieve work goals, develop personally, and find fulfillment with family. Let's get started. This is episode number 14. Today, we're going to be talking about whether or not you have too little conflict at work. And for this episode, I would like to welcome my good friend, Chris Orvin, who also happens to be one of the founders and owners of Certified Fire and Security, where I'm the CEO. Chris has managed many teams from small to very large, and I'm so grateful to have him on today. Welcome, Chris.
1: Good to be here, Clinton. Thank you.
0: Excellent. So as we get started today, I actually have a quote that really is what prompted part of this topic for today. So the quote goes like this it's from Patrick Lencioni and and Chris knows that I like Patrick Lencioni we've read a, a few different books from Patrick Lencioni on our leadership team and this book is or this quote rather is from the book The Advantage from Patrick Lencioni and it says the fear of conflict is almost always a sign of problems and I've loved that quote ever since I I first first heard it and, you know, that's why I wanted our topic today to center around whether or not we have enough conflict in our teams at work. Chris, have you have you had this seen this in your experiences in the past?
1: Yeah, actually, one of the when when you invited me to come on, one of the stories, I guess, that I could remember was for so long, I tried to avoid contact. I think traditionally most people do is human nature to, to kind of walk away or. You know, cowtail, or or take a different path, or you know, in some instances, stand up for what you believe. But yeah, I, I uh, in in managing a team back east, I had a my number two guy. Right, he was was there for me for everything. We we made most decisions together. You know, in in avoiding conflict was a for me at the time was a was was a big deal for me. I didn't want to I didn't want to you know create contention or. And so a lot of my decision-making was either I, I would make it on my own. I would, you know, say, come back to him and say, Hey, this is decision I made or on a lot of things where it didn't really matter to me. I felt like, well, just let him have it, you know? But yeah, one of the instances where I really realized that uh conflict was healthy and was good was when I went to him one day and I said, Hey, this, I have this idea and this is what I wanted to do. And instead of saying anything, he just said, okay.
0: And for me, didn't push back, didn't, didn't start having a conversation. He literally just said, all right. And you're like, okay, something.
1: Yeah. Immediately red flags went up and, and I didn't say anything. Of course. I just said, well, maybe he, maybe he was seeing the same thing, but I I could tell something was different. And uh, lo and behold, he was on his way out. He, he, and it was devastating for me because again, we built all of our, everything, structure, comp plan, incentives. Uh, I mean, everything was built around, you know, our group, you know, our little group. And, you know, at the time we were managing, well, a hundred, a hundred sales reps and technicians and back office. And so again, it was, a, it was pretty devastating for me, but one of the, what it made me realize and a lesson that I learned was, you know, it is a huge indicator of where people are at. If they're engaged in what they're doing, if they believe in what they're doing, there's going to arise conflict. And the moment that you don't have conflict, it's a scary moment. And I realized that, you know, with that experience, that's, that's the lesson that I learned.
0: You use the word engagement and it is interesting. It's really hard. If someone doesn't push back in some way, it really makes you start doubting. Okay. How engaged are they really? How could you not have a question about something as important as probably what you were talking about, right? You're thinking, how come he's not pushing back at this point? And so that's a big one. That's a big one. So, so, so in that case, it sounds like, I mean, he was engaged. In a lot of things, but I mean, he was your number two guy, right? So in this case, where was the conflict missing? Then did you find later that it was, you know, what what type of things did you find that caused where the where did you find that the conflict was missing?
1: Well, not I mean, obviously, it's extenuating circumstance. I feel like you know, there's some other things, other outside influences that was causing him to to want to leave. But ultimately, I, I guess I don't share I don't share that story to to say we didn't have a healthy enough amount of conflict more that I just recognize that. But, you know, looking back, I feel like, you know, obviously we all grow, we all become better. And, you know, and, and that was eight years ago. And since then I've got, I've gained a great appreciation for conflict and and really monitoring people's engagement because that's a, a huge indicator of, of where everyone's at. And, and, you know, a business is most of the time a direct reflection of the leader of the owner, or, you know, so sometimes they're one and the same. And it's a reflection of that. So if you, you know, if I'm so hard nosed to say, Hey, this is how we're doing it. this is what we're going to do. And everyone just kind of cowtells to me, like, watch out, here comes Chris, really, I mean, yeah, I might be successful. But the business then revolves around my decision making what I want to do. And there's no employee engagement, there's no manager engagement. And, and, And a lot of times, you know, again, you could still be successful, I believe, but to be to have the true success you want, it requires, you know, other people's perspective, it requires conflict, it requires Patrick, Patrick Lincioni said, you know, about the finding that truth, it requires conflict to arrive to that, that, that truth where you go, and everyone in the room goes, okay, you know, they might not agree, but they, they can get behind whatever it is they're talking about. Yeah.
0: You know, when everything relies on, you know, when you gave the example saying, you know, like a leader, for instance, that was telling everyone what to do in the end, if that leader ever left or something changed, that team isn't going to be able to, to function properly at that point without, without that person telling them what to do. And, and so it's really unhealthy at that point for the team.
1: Well, and, and, and for the company and for the employees that work there, that was a great depiction of really what happened, you know, because once I had left, you know, the whole or the 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 arm of that company was basically dissolved. You know, we had some residual accounts that continue to be there and still are there today. But ultimately the the growth that we were able to have and the I mean it was it was an incredible time of life. We had a lot of success, but it, it really didn't carry on after we had left. You know, and so I I I again looking back, hindsight's always 2020, 20, but for me, um, that's that was a big, big lesson I learned as in leadership is to 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 be able to have the group like the dynamic we have within our company. It's so healthy, and I feel like you ultimately find the success that you might not arrive to the same location the same way. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you look at it and go, you know, for me or for everyone else, I hope is we're all accomplishing our goals.
0: That you know, I know I have similar experiences to your story where earlier in my career specifically, I felt like as the leader, I was expected to have the answers. And so I was put in this position of leadership and I felt like I was called to lead the team, not ask the team for direction, right? That's leading means that I make the decisions, that I'm the one who determines the direction and everyone follows because I'm the leader. And it wasn't you know, in in so many words that I felt that, but I kind of felt like you hear about these dynamic leaders. I need to be like that. And, and after that fails, (laughs) that's when you start realizing, oh man, this is a little different. I hired these smart, smart people for a reason and they have, you know, opinions, views, and experiences that can help make the whole group be better and stronger. One of the quotes, another Patrick Lincioni quote from the book, The Advantage, that I want to share is this right here. He said, when there's trust, conflict becomes nothing but the pursuit of truth, an attempt to find the best possible answer. So I'm going to read that one more time because I, I think that's pivotal. When there is trust, conflict becomes nothing but the pursuit of truth, an attempt to find the best possible answer. That's always kind of, that that really rings true to me, you know, because you have to have that trust first and then the healthy conflict can come as you're seeking for truth. Have you seen that be the true?
1: Absolutely. You know, in in my discussions earlier about, you know, how I really never felt that way. I, I, you know, I've always been kind of the mentality of like, you know, like you said, I need to, I'm, I'm hired. By this company to be the leader to produce to do all this stuff and my mentality is you know is like okay i will get it done i will do it i will do this and so a lot you know my 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 career has led me down these paths like you know again it's it's been a lot of fun i've learned a lot of stuff but like it's really cost me a lot personally and i put a lot of effort into what i've done i still do but now i i, I get these wonderful partnerships that allow me to magnify a, a thought or a, an experience someone else has had, because I haven't, I don't know at all. And so, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I had never really experienced that pursuit of truth until, you know, we had our group and I, I, again, I'm so thankful for our group because a lot of times, I mean, and just so everyone knows is, you know, Clint and I, we, we kind of sit at the opposite end of the spectrum. We we've known each other for years and years. We played football together. We, you know, we've known each other for a long time. In, but in, in inside of a work environment, again, there's no right or, well, there is wrong ways to lead a business, but there's multiple right ways. And we sit on the opposite end of the spectrum. And so it's important for everyone to know that because when we come down to a decision and it's usually a pivotal directional move and asking questions that kind of hurt, you know, <laughs> like, like and, and really, when you talk about trust, like, it is so vital that that trust exists within the group, because if I come in the room and say, you know, Hey Clint, I don't agree with this and I don't agree with that. And, and if Clint doesn't know my motives or doesn't trust who I am or the trust, that I really care about the company, he gets really defensive. And so does anyone else in the room in that position, but only when there's that trust within that group and your your everyone's barriers are knocked down. Everyone's vulnerable. And everyone's having these really honest conversations that need to be had. Only then can you explore truth, and it causes. I mean, conflict. You know, it has got a really negative connotation, which some conflict is bad. But in light of of the trust you have in a group, that conflict is so vital. It's it is mission critical in any business because it allows you to be vulnerable, to ask the questions that need to be asked, to not be ignorant in your direction of your company, but rather to have informed decisions. And like you said, it's like, I mean, I I feel like the dumbest guy in the room every time we meet. And it's like I listen to all these perspectives and these, you know, these experiences that people have had. And I'm like, if it wasn't for so and so, we never would have made this decision or arrived at this conclusion. So how grateful I am for that to even be a part of the group. And I and I only hope that I contribute the same with, you know, with my experiences. And so again, I feel like we are on opposite of the spectrum, but the direction of the company, we, that's one thing that, you know, no matter what we can agree upon, we can agree upon positive movement forward. And that's what we do. And so to answer your question in a a very long roundabout way is I, I never really experienced that before our group. And, and I think that now that I have, it's, it's kind of, it's crazy that I hadn't before because it's so vital to me. I look forward to conflict as as silly as that sounds. I look forward to our meetings where it's like, yeah, this is going to get heavy. (laughs) This is going to get intense, but I look forward to those because the gravity of the conflict really tells me the potential that is behind that conflict, the potential of the decision that's behind that. And so the more that it hurts for everyone else to talk about it it tells me it's, it's either one, a bigger issue that we haven't addressed, or two, it's a, it's a roadblock for a awesome potential for whatever it is we're pursuing. So,
0: I love it. Yeah, with, because it's crazy. When you talk about that conflict, and I, I start having these conversations, these discussions pop up in my head and with our specific group. And I just think, wow. Without having open minded people that you trust, it does go the other direction so quickly. So, I think that's something to remember. Just like you said, the type of conflict we're looking for, we're not looking for conflict for conflict's sake, you know, just to have, just to be, like people say they want to be the devil's advocate. And sometimes that's helpful, but some people try to be the devil's advocate just because. And so, and it depends on the topic. And so, we're not saying that you need to disagree on every topic or have this great amount of conflict on everything. But when it counts, make sure the conflict is there. And how do you know when it counts? You know. You know, because they're the things that make the big difference in the whole in, in the whole direction of the organization, right?
1: Well and I think I think to illustrate that point, Clint, is I, I can't remember it was a few months ago and you know, I was exhausted just from being I felt like I was a stick in the mud. I felt like I was a guy saying, hey you know, this is stupid. You <laughs> I mean, in, in a very, you know, but honestly, like nobody wants to be, I mean, I shouldn't say nobody. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that love conflict, bad conflict, but I I'm not that guy. Like I said earlier, I hate conflict. I really do. But when I'm passionate about something, I, I just don't let it go. And, and, and until we have fully vetted everything, And then at the end of that, okay, yeah, you know, I agree. Let's move on as a a unified front. But it takes that vetting to get to that for me to get to that conclusion where I feel comfortable about going a different direction that I I had previously wanted. And so,
0: and that's a tough place to get. It is like that's hard. It's exhausting. It is. And,
1: And I and I don't remember the specific circumstances, but I do remember feeling like you know it was over several days, and I remember going in you know, for the third time to meet. And I just and I told you guys, I'm like, guys, I, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't want to be this, you know, devil's advocate, like you said, I don't I don't I, I want to say, Hey, everything sounds good. Let's go. You know, but this is really what my experiences what I've done in, in my life. And again, I don't know everything. But this is, I am a product of my environment, what I've become. And if I don't say how I feel, I'm doing all those years of experiences and all those years of hard work and nose to the grindstone and, and sacrifices and blood, sweat and tears. I'm, I'm literally throwing that all away because I want to be a part of the, the cool group, if you will, or I, want to be, I don't want to be confrontational to you guys.
0: Patrick Lencioni, once again, I've, I'm quoting him now three times in the episode today, but he calls that artificial harmony. And I think we've called it that sometimes in our group. We've said, okay, is this artificial harmony or is this real? Cause if it's not real, we don't want it. And it's funny is that you feel
1: it's crazy. And and again, if I would have, if I could go back and talk to myself seven years from now, I would have thought I was crazy to say, oh, you can just feel it. Like when, when someone comes in and concedes, not really vetting the process, it says, you know what guys, all right, let's do it. Everyone feels that it's such a distinct feeling where it's like, no, you, you just gave in.
0: You're holding something back.
1: You're holding something back and you don't want to, so what is it? And again, if it's something stupid like, hey, where do you guys want to lunch today? You know, obviously that doesn't require conflict to figure that out. And there there comes a moment when you need to be tolerant of your partners. You need to, you know, you need to concede when you need to concede and it's okay. But in stuff where, you know, monumental or pivotal and it's important for you, it's important that you share your experiences in a, in a, in a vulnerable way where you can have an open discussion and say, guys, you know what, at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm the team player, but this is how I feel. And to have those discussions is so healthy for a company. And I look at, you know, I got a lot of friends that, you know, are own or founded companies and, and they're the the only guy, you know, they're the owner, hundred percent owner. And, and, and I really, I admire them for what they've been able to create, because obviously their leadership or direction has taken them to that point. I look at that situation, I'm going, man, that would be, for me, I find so much joy in a partnership. I find so much joy in that conflict of like figuring it out because nobody wants to be the lone guy making the decision. No one wants to stand up and say, this is what we're doing. And lo and behold, it's wrong. Or You know, everyone's always questioned, hey, was that the right decision? So with this group or with this process we have, it's so awesome. Like I go to bed at night, even though it might have been confrontational or I might not agree, at the end of the day, I feel great about the decision that was made and I support it. And as soon as we walk out that door, after we made a decision, whether it's a vote or whatever it was, nobody knows the difference. Everyone would think that that was my full-fledged direction that I want to go to begin with. So again, it's it's such a it's such an awesome experience. And I, and I, again, I feel bad for some of the friends that, you know, might not have that experience because I think everybody yearns for that. Like, Hey, the critic, right. Everyone yearns for that. Hey, you're doing this wrong or you're doing this right. And so it's, it's, it's a great way, you know, if you're in a group, you know, it's a great way to really start to vet and to get directional uh, changes within your company or with whatever it is you're doing.
0: Yeah, it's a lot easier to take criticism or have someone criticize your idea when it's someone like a parent or a sibling or somebody that you you know has unconditional love for you. And so they can put their arm around you and they can say, look, I don't see this the same way. You might be off track. And so that's what's so pivotal when you can get to that point of trust in a team. Right. And 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 I know for us in our group, we were friends for, you know, growing up and, and, and we're able to go to school and do sports and things together over time. And then we didn't see each other for years. And then we ended up coming back, being able to work together. And so for me, we had a level of trust, but it was a little different in the business trust. We needed to have a level of trust. So, so we didn't, we didn't build that overnight. I mean, it took time. It took time where we thought, you know, we, where we doubted each other's intents and we weren't sure. And we came back together, but the key was keep coming back together over and over, making decisions.
1: Well, and I think even without the previous, you know, you know, growing up and and the relationships that we've had as a group, even without that, I feel like it's not a prerequisite. It, it may also made it better because I knew at the core, I knew, you know, Clint's got my back or Lex has got my, I knew that to the core, which obviously helps build the the, the new trust, the business trust, if you will. But ultimately, it's still, we we you know we had to we had to build that you know we 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 went through and there was a lot of doubt and there was a lot of like well yeah I know Clint's a good guy but his perspective on this one issue it's like Man, this is left built for me you know like is you know he's up in the night and really took everyone to strip their pride away and say okay let's hear him out because obviously there's a reason why so and so has his view and it, and and it, the moment you discount that or discredit it. I mean, you lose not only trust goes backwards, but you potentially could be, you know, squashing a a brilliant idea, you know, and, you know, I think of one of our partners that I have a lot of respect for. I mean, I have respect for all of them. But specifically, if when it comes to ideas, it's like, man, where did that come from? That is brilliant, you know. And and if you don't, if you don't allow that environment of sharing and, and being vulnerable and You know, because maybe maybe there's a bad idea every once in a while and, you know, no one wants to be the guy that shares the idea. It's like, well, that's stupid. You know, you you kind of have that like, man, I got to be vulnerable with these guys. But but if you don't allow that environment to come, then like how sad would that be just to miss out on all those those wonderful ideas and perspectives?
0: Definitely. Yeah, I think we've we've gotten to the point where I believe all of us are much more comfortable you know, now than even a year ago or a year before that in sharing our true feelings and sharing ideas and being vulnerable enough to say, look, this is just an idea, share it out, you know, I mean, shoot it down or or build it up or make it better. And it's a very unique thing. Very very rarely in the end, do we end, do we end, just like you said, we leave the room and and really in the end, we forget, honestly, who who had the original idea, who disagreed with it, who had? I mean, it's not perfect every time, but man, so often we, it's a but it's, it's a direction and we move forward. And, and if it was wrong, we come back and, and do it again.
1: Well, it's funny you say that. Cause like, I feel like anytime I get a wild hair or, a, I mean, you know, the predicaments I get myself in, but I love opportunity. I love it with, I mean, and it, again, I, I sometimes find myself in predicaments and I'm thankful for you to tell me straighten and train me out, but
0: Chris has amazing ideas. I'm telling you, it is amazing. So,
1: but the, I mean, it's like, I can already tell when I'm coming into the group, I can already tell because we've worked so together so much, we've had these healthy conflicts. I can already tell who, who I need to sell on the idea. I can tell that, you know, Lex is going to have this concern. Bray's going to have this concern. Clint's going to have this concern, you know, and Dustin's going to be all in and, and I, I can already depending on what the idea is, what the opportunity is, I can already tell, which is such an awesome place because before when we were kind of like testing the waters and 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 feeling each other out, I'm like, man, you know, like maybe this, like I don't want to be so over the top and and presenting this idea because you know what if they think it's dumb or what if they don't agree or you know what if it causes a, a knockdown drag out. I feel like all that's just like mumbo jumbo. <laughs> And now I, it's so awesome because we I can literally pass that in the first five minutes of our meeting because I already know kind of the reaction of everybody just because we worked together for so long. But I mean, yeah, again, I, and I've said this before, but I just feel so fortunate to have this group that we do is such a such a crazy dynamic, right? I mean, you have ultra, ultra conservative all the way down to, you know, just. Knock down, drag out. Let's go find something. Let's go do something. Let's do this. We could take over the world. Pound our chest. and and I, I think it, the balance of those two personalities is is so fun. I mean, it's like, yeah, there might be some frustrations, but it's it's fun, it, and that's the way it should be. I feel like business is a, it needs to be fun because the moment it stops being fun, then you get disengagement, and that's what we talked about earlier. And 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 you fill it within your group,
0: and the conflict starts instead of being an honest you know, pursuit of truth, that's where it's the sign where you have the fear of conflict, right? It's amazing how it can shift so easily, right? From a healthy conflict that feels right and feels like you're moving the right direction, even when it's not what you originally thought you wanted to being scared or having that fear that conflict's going to happen. You know, you don't even want to come to the meeting. Instead of being excited for the meeting, you're you're fearful.
1: And, and again, like I said before, what a tragedy, you know, what a tragedy that you know, thoughts are suppressed, or ideas, or or just just told disengagement. You know, and and within our group, you know, I can tell within thirty seconds if someone's having a bad day, or someone like the day when I came in, I told you I was just like I'm tired, I'm tired of being the guy that's in in opposition. You know, and and you guys sense that. You know, and I and we kind of had a, a powwow about it and said, hey, you know, and I I invented you guys and said, hey, look, I. I, I hate this. I hate being in this position It's consuming me. I'm tired, like physically tired. And but again, and that's where, you know, being vulnerable and and knowing like you give the analogy of, of you know, accepting criticism from your parents, like my father or mother can come to me and say, hey, you're doing this wrong or whatever. And, and I take it and go, yeah, but if some guy I don't know says, hey, you're doing this wrong in the same context. I I might, you know, my, your pride gets the better of you. And, and you go, well, who are you? You know? And so it, it is important that you have that, that trust.
0: I love it. So we just explained this, what we feel is a very great dynamic in our group. So how does someone that doesn't currently have that healthy conflict on their team, how, how do they, how do they develop that?
1: That is a great question. I feel like it's, it's a balance. It definitely is a balance because You need to lead when it needs to be led and you also need to listen when you need to listen. And I think everyone has seen or felt this way. When you fall into the trap of like a whiny employee, it's like, okay, are you telling me like a a, a valid concern or are you just complaining? And obviously you can't say that, but you try to navigate every situation. But I think the biggest thing is creating an environment where people can be heard and people know that you care about what they're telling you meaning and I struggle with that by the way that's not one of my strong suits I struggle with with empathizing with different you know managers or or whatever because you know I I feel like well if I can do it then you can which is a terrible outlook and you know it's something I recognize but again it's it's important that the 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 people around you know that you trust them even to make mistakes you know because if someone brings up a conflict right and says, No, Chris, we should do it this way. And if I'm reluctant, and I say, Okay, we'll go ahead and do it. And they fail, how likely are they to come back to me again, with another suggestion. And so again, it's a balance, right? Because I don't want them to come to me with every whim and every idea and every, you know, failure. But I also don't want to suppress the good ideas. And so my suggestion would be is to hear everything out, have a very open mind. And then if they do fail, don't don't rub their face in it. Don't make them feel dumb. Just move on. And there's been several instances with our group where someone made a wrong decision. And I own that decision as if it was my own. And they feel that I hope they do. Because I I don't want to be like, well, I told you, you know, no one wants to hear that It does no good for anybody. And the moment you say that guess what happens the next meeting? They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to bring up their ideas. They don't want to give their opinions. They don't want to have a conflict. So it's important that. When you have these conflicts, you know healthy conflict. That whatever the out the ending result is, is you own it as if it was your own decision, and people appreciate that. It's like
0: don't look for those I I told you so's right, because that that gets nowhere. If you're searching for those, because you know, I mean, we all know those people, and you might be one of those people listening, where you're just waiting for that chance to to point out that you were right and they were wrong. If you have this healthy conflict and you come with a decision together, then be okay with it. It's not you were wrong. It's we were wrong, you know, and, and wrong is all relative too.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, or even if you're the guy that, that, that was wrong, you know, like you need to, to own it as well. I mean, it you, again, this it, probably a whole nother podcast series, but you know, yeah. ownership of, of situation is so vital within a group to build that trust, to be vulnerable. So yeah, it is a two-way street, but, but you need to, we all make mistakes. And, you know, there's been a number of mistakes that I've made within my, my career. And it's like, I can look at those as a black eye, or I can look at them as, Hey, that was tuition that, you know, it might've cost me a lot of money, but guess what? That's the best kind of education I can get. So
0: as long as you learn from it. Yeah. Oh, I love it, man. I could talk about this all day. I I love this because you can tell we are both people that have come from where we have done it wrong. We've done it right, and we can tell you that when it's done right, it gives you so much more satisfaction on a team, and you get you make many more right decisions. You're never gonna make all the decisions right, but man, you make many more right decisions.
1: Well, within within that group, in my opinion, there's no wrong decision being made. I mean, if you have a, a healthy conflict, and the truth is is you know researched and and you guys meet and tell your Eyes are bleeding. I mean, it's like like that when I saw earlier the example I gave. I mean, it was like our fourth meeting. I'm like, oh my gosh! But at the end of the day, I feel great about the decision. Might not been in my opinion or my, you know, what I would have done. But at the end of the day, I sleep knowing that that was a good decision. So, yes, absolutely, I think it is important. So,
0: love it. So we got a challenge for everybody today. We want to make sure that that you go back to your teams and do the same thing. You know, identify that one item and you know what that is. I mean, it's probably been plaguing you already or it's been a part of your discussions. And identify that one item that needs this healthy conflict right now with your team and address it openly and begin developing the trust that's required to be vulnerable in this way. It is tough as a leader to be vulnerable in that way, but if you are and you'll accept that help, from the people on your team, you'll make much better decisions. And if you haven't been doing it in the past, and you start doing it now, it's going to take a little time for people to get used to it.
1: They're going to, you're going to catch them off guard. <laughs> they're going to be like, "Well, why are you asking me?" They're going to you, do. You really want to know? <laughs> they're their jobs in jeopardy. Now, yeah, it does take it does take a little bit to create that environment. But like you said, the challenge, and everybody knows there is. Conflict riddled throughout every business. I don't care how good it's ran. I don't. It, there's conflict everywhere. It's just whether or not you choose to accept it, to to sweep it under the rug, or address it. And so, yeah, the, the challenge I think I think is is a healthy one, and not to be you know a stick in the mud, to be a stick in the mud, but truly find a conflict that would be a directional or something you feel passionate about, and have an open dialogue and listen to the people around you, listen to the people on your team. you trust because they'll, they'll return that favor.
0: I love it. Seek for truth. Don't seek to be the hero leader that makes the, the right decision, right? And you'll make more of those right decisions. I love it. I love it. Well, wonderful topic. Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope to have you on again in the future.
1: Awesome. Love to be here. Thanks, Clint.
0: Thank you. And everybody else out there, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the Flavor of Leadership podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at flavorofleadership.com. Thanks for listening.